This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite double tappers. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you once again this week. We've got Sean Priest with us in Manchester in a loud shed. As usual. <laughs> this is becoming a bit of a thing. Sean Priest, how are you today? I'm very well. Yes, again, I need to apologise. I have still got the builders in, but uh, Me too. I will do my best. Sorry. Me too. Don't worry about it. Well, that's the thing, right? Because Mark Affa, la 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 You've also got the builders in as well, haven't you? What, what is going on with your homes? Um, a bathroom. Bathroom being redone, finally. Uh, the first renovation that we are choosing to perform. The first elected renovation as opposed to must do for right. various unplanned reasons yeah well th- this is exactly where sean priest seems to be at the moment because uh, i thought you had a leak in your shower yes and then i call you the other day and you tell me that your garage is being refaced correct and now hang on how did we get from that <laughs> it's it's the beautiful uh, reality of having an old house i think because Yes, it was just the shower was dead, and that turned into, well, let's just get the bathroom done and a new shower put in. And then the garage uh, face is falling off, and then the garage roof is leaking, and now they're fitting doors, all internal doors, new ones. So, um, Mark, yeah. are you bored yet? Because I'm, I'm like, no, over it's it, incredibly to be interesting. No, I'm, 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 uh, I'm excited in other people's uh, construction pain. <laughs> Listen, how, how popular are those, you know, those where they do up a house programs? There's loads of them. So I think this has got a, the, the legs for another show. Oh, yeah, an audio show about home renovation. That's going to be brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. A how-to guide. Blind building. Hammer, hold a nail with your left hand. Try to avoid hitting your thumb, even though you can't see it. And use the hammer to then smash the nail into smash. a piece of wood. You know what? I put together so much IKEA furniture over the past two weeks. <laughs> the the um, my, my thumb and my, and my first finger are, are just completely obliterated from smashing them with whoa, hammers. Whoa, whoa. I think smashing with hammers is where you're going wrong. Isn't it all Allen key and dowels? And it's it's Allen key Alan and dowels, but I, I replace Allen key with power Allen key, number one, oh, to oh, speed things up. Oh, power uh, Allen no, key. No, that's all good. Nice. But the problem is, is when you build these dressers and these kitchen things, there's a back, like the cardboard style back to it, that has mm. to be nailed in. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, that's the hardest yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you, brother. And I know exactly uh, what you it's mean. It's difficult, quite difficult, quite annoying. And then I got these great legs for this um, for this cabinet, and the legs are made out of plastic, and you can't even like I mean you can't you move it one direction and the leg falls off. So I had to buy third party legs for this IKEA stuff. Very non exciting, but uh, lots of exciting stuff going on this week. <laughs> Yeah, I do love the fact that we're we're doing we're doing this, and and someone might be tuning in saying, "Hang on, now I understand why it's called double tap." Get it? Oh, double tap, bump, double smash. Well done. Listen, you're not the only ones who've uh, hurt your fingers this week. I hurt mine. Um, I I'm in pain, guys. I mean, I'm doing this show under duress, quite frankly. I don't even feel I should be here. I should be under the uh, attention of a medical. Uh, Professional. Uh, professional, yes. Mm. And many have said that for years. You actually but not of my need fingers. to be under the attention of a medical professional, <laughs> yes. not for the reason of which you're in pain today, but for the cause of this pain. Yes, exactly. That's right. Because so, you know, most people at this time of year might get stung by a wasp or a bee, right? That kind of thing happens, okay? Um, but not many people do it to themselves. So, what, you stung yourself with a wasp? I stung myself <laughs> with a wasp. There was a bit of silence there while we tried to process what you just said. Um, I, well, I thought I'd leave a gap for you, you know, and, and maybe you need longer. Uh, that's up to you. But uh, no, I, I was I was sitting having a nice meal with my wife, nice bit of lunch with my wife today. And uh, I thought I had felt something on the floor with my foot. So I thought, oh, I'll just pick that up. I've probably dropped a crumb or 10. Um, so I'll pick it up. And I did. And then all of a sudden I got a zap. 
and I realised what it was. Uh, it was a wasp. So an I electric the, wasp. I, an electric wasp. <laughs> so I put it on the table and then smashed it with my fist. Um, oh, which means it will no longer sting anymore. I believe that's uh, that is absolutely you can't true. Say no wasps were harmed in the making of this radio show. Thank you. Yes, we are no, very, not in the very, making of the show. We are uncruelled animals. We believe in the longevity of all species of all shapes and sizes, except wasps and um, who come anywhere near me. <laughs> I'm not having it. Um, guys, guess what? I've been back into this week. I've been back into my trucking. Oh. Oh, I am. Oh, it's back again. So the big monitor came back out through the week. The big 35 inch ultra wide BenQ Bank thing, and. Um, yeah, I've been getting back into it again. And I decided to do it just because I really was missing playing the game. Uh, so I thought I'm going to have a go at it. And I know how much headache it gives me doing it, trying to visually see all this stuff. But, you know, I, sometimes you just don't care, Sean, right? You just, if you enjoy something, oh, well. you don't care if it makes you go blind. I should maybe rephrase <laughs> that. Um, uh, let's quickly move on. A gamer's <sighs> got a game. Yeah, exactly. We should say, for people that don't know, what's, what's the name of this game you're, you're obsessed by? Well, I'm glad you asked, Sean. Uh, you. This is Euro Truck Simulator at two, or if you're in uh, French French Canada, deux. Uh, there you go. Uh, we're here for all the listeners. Um, I'm impressed. But yes, uh, Euro Trucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, France is in there as well, in case you were wondering. I mean, I think it's still part of Europe. Um, who knows yeah. by the time this goes out? Things change a lot in, in our part of the world. But um, yes, so uh, I got the game back up and running. And it's been a huge amount of fun. But there's a new feature to it that is making me uh, very excited. And that is multiplayer. So, Mark. Yes. I nominate you <laughs> to buy this game. I'm sure you'll have a steering wheel in your house somewhere. Not the one in the car, but a gaming one. I I need to get a new one. But yes, I can I can arrange something. I can arrange something. Get that sorted. Because we, we have to start. I think we have to start a double tap. Uh, convoy. 10 rubber ducky. Yeah, a blind convoy. That sounds great fun. We just follow Mark, the leader. Well, I was thinking about this, right? So uh, you can, as well as getting the trucks in the game, you can get mods that give you, um, like, coaches. You know, big, big buses and stuff. So, I was, you know, in case you're wondering what a bus, what a coach was. And, um... I, I was thinking we could get one of those and we could, you know, livery it all up with the double tap logo. Yeah. Yeah, and you know we could we get a, dis- a Discord server and just you know everybody piles on the bus, so and we go for a nice journey. We sit on the back seat there, and Mark drives away. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? No, I'm driving. I mean, I'm not saying well, I'm we not will crash on a that. few times. Um, but yeah, <laughs> how much fun would that be? Hang on, hang on. Okay, so multiplayer, right? Multiplayer. So the, the the purpose of this truck game, this isn't a, like a Grand Theft Auto thing, right? You get <laughs> you get jobs and you got to ship these these goods to... carrots to Poland or you know, of course, um, well, roof tiles to Croatia, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> and you actually do this and just drive. I mean, it's as simple as that, right? It's it's a very simple game in that you have to drive. But, of course, the, the complications come in the form of traffic jams or weather or... And not being able to see. And not being able I to mean, see, yeah. The, that's a bit of a hitch. All those... <laughs> it makes it more interesting. I'll give you that. Um, the upside is that the graphics on my computer are so bad that they draw the screen just about as much as I can see. So, you know, it may take it may redraw the screen very slowly, but that suits me. Well, that's just what I was going to say, because I can hear people now saying, oh, well, of course, you know, how can you play that? But there is a difference, isn't there, depending on the graphics, the contrast. How much much vision you have, really. Um, Yeah, well, of course. But, I mean, because I believe your handle mentions your blindness in the game. Well, this did raise a few interesting um, questions from the online crowd. I have to be honest, you know, it's an interesting one. I kind of wondered what people would think when they saw the handle blind guy drives trucks um and and yeah, well there was there was a, a, a bit of confusion at the start to be honest but most people asked decent questions i think some people thought it was a joke um and then i would explain to them no no i'm visually impaired and i just i do this because i love it and you know i got a lovely reception from a lot of the guys that were just like yeah you know what why not if you can get some enjoyment out of that that's great a lot of those guys are on there are ex-truckers themselves. A lot of them are younger guys who are desperate to drive. The guy I was talking to last night until 2 a.m. was, uh, you know, 18, and he was desperate to drive. 
uh, and he can't yet. So, you know, they're on there, you know, I, I would imagine based on the driving that they were doing, not learning anything. Um, oh, oh, listen to the expert <laughs> HGV driver. I'm sorry, guys, yeah. I, I take it very serious. I stop at the traffic lights where I find them. You, you know um, what? Here's my, my takeaway when it comes to these driving games is that if you can drive somewhat okay on these games, yeah, you are more than set up for success in real life because it is quite difficult to drive these games properly with the yeah. feedback and the haptics and the just the response and it's just it's not great. But it's very but I, realistic, I imagine. I don't know what it's like to drive a car, but I imagine a ca- it's honestly not driving that a different. car on a road is actually quite easier than some of these games sometimes. Just because you're you Mark, you have physical don't, the don't physical feel this. of the road. Don't don't listen to him, Stephen. You cannot drive in. I'm your not. Life. Te- well, hang on. Wait a second. Disclaimer: I am in no way, shape, or form suggesting that you get behind the wheel of a real vehicle. That's what it sounded like. I did it once. This is not what I'm saying. I did it once. What right? I am saying is that if you can master driving in one of these games, yeah, then if you were able to get a license of a real motor vehicle on a road, um, then your driving ability would actually be you'd be pretty good. Uh-huh. I did it okay, once in a car. Okay, I was in a, a caravan park, a motorhome park, whatever you call it. And um, I, a friend of mine, I was desperate to drive his new Jeep that he had bought. And I said, please let me drive. Please, said, Okay, fine. And it was all going fine. We were driving on this little stretch and he was telling me which way to go back and, and left and right. I can stop you right there. The It was all going fine. That's all we need. <laughs> you don't need well, to go any further. It was all going fine until, you know, a bunch of kids decided to run out and start playing. Uh, and then it, my friend got very nervous. And it was at that point I decided to find the accelerator. Um, and it got a bit hairy for a minute. Um, oh but it was all fine in the end. Everybody survived. It was fine. Oh, oh good. It's- <laughs> <laughs> That's the measure lovely, of success. I, I, Everybody, a beautiful, a beautiful day out. Everybody survived. I've changed my mind. Let's go back to killing wasps. <laughs> <laughs> that, was the, that was the high point. Wow. I gotta say though, because you mentioned this the other day, you just found this multiplayer, and mm. you were talking about how you know you press the X key to uh, CB radio, basically, and actually audio talk mm. with uh, with the other players in the game. And I was thinking, you know what? This is your clubhouse. Yes, you know what I mean. It, yeah. it's something you enjoy doing, and it's. I I really I really miss gaming like that. It, it's that sort of thing, that time killer where you just sort of switch off and do that sort of thing. I think it's really good, and if you can do it, why not? I think that- I haven't done that in so long. I used to back in the day. I would I would stay up till the sun came up. Yeah. Playing just stupid games like Wing Commander and oh yeah, some other. Remember that game? Yeah, Mark Hamill was one, in yeah. it at one point, wasn't he? Who? Mark Hamill. When yes, not only Mark the... Hamill, but also um, what's his name? Uh, Soren from Star Trek. What the? What does uh, uh? Oh yeah, it was really Yes, <laughs> I used to play Left for Dead, but I could only play it at quarter speed. So we used to go into the console time uh, host time scale zero point two five. Oh, it was beautiful playing it in slow motion. My eyes. Well, that's, could that's keep exactly up. why I think the Euro Truck game is good for me because everything's centered. You don't really have to look left and right, so you can look straight ahead all the time. You're driving at a reasonable. I mean, okay, some some guys will drive at crazy speeds. I don't. I keep it fairly level. I tend to stick to the same lane. <laughs> I don't tend to navigate out of that very much. But that's where I can sort of find my way. And that's the thing with games. There are ways, especially now, where you can make the game easier for you to enjoy. I remember talking to a visually impaired guy who loved playing a lot of those games like Call of Duty, a lot of fighter games. He, he clearly had you know, much better vision than me. But the point was, he really struggled with colours. So he would just make his TV black and white, just take all the colour out of his TV. And it made so much... Yep. It made the whole thing so much easier for him. So there's ways to do it. It's not like, you know, if you're visually impaired, you can't play those games. Obviously, if you're totally blind, it's a different ball game. Fair enough. But... You know, even then, there are games you can still play in audio. You know, it's not like it's impossible. Um, well, it's funny when we, whenever we want to talk about you know console games, you say that's ah, not for me. Mm. But you love this game, and, and I'm always nervous to talk on- about it. I'm always nervous to bring it up because I think well, is yes. it does it sound like you know this is you know a show for blind people, right? So why is he talking about a driving game for goodness sake? But you know, there's not that many of us out there that are totally blind. There are a lot of people out there who've got some level of vision, a lot of people who come to low vision later in life. And I think what we're trying to say here is there's ways to continue doing what you enjoy doing today 
you know, Mark, you enjoyed doing it. God forbid when anything was to happen to your eyesight. And if it did, you know, way, 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 way in the future as you get older, your eyes might, you know, not be as good as they once were. You still want to know that you can do the things you do. There are ways around it. So that's what I'm trying to put out there. I'm putting out positive vibes, for goodness sake. Well done, you, sir. Thank you. R.I.P. the Wasp. Yeah, it's nice knowing you. Uh, stick around. We've got lots more to talk about, including Mark's first play at Windows 365. Very <gasps> exciting. Yes, we'll get into that Ooh. next on Double Tap Canada. If you love Double Tap Canada, why not check out Double Tap TV with Stephen Scott and Mark Aflalo every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. The latest tech news, hands-on reviews, exclusive interviews, accessible to all. Find out more at ami.ca slash double tap. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. It is. It is. Even when we're talking about, you know, wasps getting murdered and uh, driving trucks to Croatia with uh, roof tiles, carrots, carrots, other you know, non-exciting things are available in that game. Uh, Mark's just got Windows 365. I did. I'm intrigued to know. Is it any good? Have you found a purpose for it I'm yet? jealous. Uh, have I found a purpose for it yet? I've only been using it for a day. Uh, I'm currently logged into it right now via my Chrome web browser. <gasps> Responsiveness is quite impressive. It actually, it seems like it... I mean, there is a lag. Like, when you type, it's it's not as as instantaneous as it would be if uh, if you were on the machine, but I'm, you know, for the purpose of what it's there for, I think it's uh, it's definitely uh, definitely quite good. I'm going to do a speed test in real time here. Okay. This is the fun part because it's it's physically it's 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 in a rack server somewhere. It's in the cloud, right? So it's got speeds of hmm about nine hundred, but about a gigabit download and about a gigabit upload, which is uh, quite quite acceptable. Um, I've installed Dropbox on it, so if I need files, I can just instantly just go sync, and they should come down fairly quickly. Funny enough, the upload is about 2.5 gigs, which is even funnier, because that's not even what matters at the end of the day. Um, You know, I I struggle at this point to really be able to compare it to a local computer that might be sitting in my house. Mm. So, you know, you spend $2,000 and get yourself a really good Windows PC that lives in Iraq or lives in your home that you have a good internet connection with. I don't know if it would be any faster or any more reliable in the cloud than it would be physically there, other than the fact that it's, it's a piece of hardware, right? So you're, you know, it's it's one, number one, it's an expense. So it's, it's, you spend the $2,000 and it's gone. Whereas this is, uh, and that depreciates over time, whereas this is a monthly monthly expense. So as a business owner, you know, $30 a month is great. Now I configured a four CPU, 16 gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage machine. And I'm gonna start installing some things like Adobe Creative Cloud and run Premiere and see if I could open sessions and stuff in the cloud and see how it responds. The, one of the tests that I did do is, you know, I launched YouTube. Um, which again, everything's pretty fast when you're when you're browsing and surfing. And again, I'm also on a very fast internet connection. But uh, if I hit a button and hit play, and I want to see how quickly it uh, it starts playing the video over on my end, number one, it's very fast, and the sound is in sync. That's impressive. Mm, yeah, that's what I was kind of curious about. You know, will it be in sync? When I start doing audio and video here, will it actually be capable? So that's my next test. I'm going to see how it kind of stacks up. But setting it up was a bit slower than I expected. It took a couple hours for it to provision. I think that's because a lot of people were doing it on the same day. Um, but I'm going to set one up for you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Scott there, and we'll uh, try that out and see how you like it. Yeah, well, I, I, instantly you're saying a little bit of lag. And I'm thinking, mm, okay, how's that going to work with uh, our screen readers? Exactly. That's, that's exactly what I That's picked, the first question everybody's asking, isn't it? What's it going to be like? Yeah, I'm not. You know what? This is uh, this is where you're going to have to, you know, tell me the answer to that question. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward. See, the thing is, everyone is so. You know, when we're talking about Bluetooth uh, headsets or Bluetooth headphones, 
you know, people don't like using them on their iPhone because if you get that lag when you're typing on the on-screen keyboard, it really yeah. puts you off. And it can just be a, a little bit of lag and it can really throw you off from typing. So I am a little bit concerned by that. I expected it to be pretty much spot on. But look, this is the this is the first days of the service, right? So I would assume it would get better. It's, it's, they also showed, you know, during the demo, it was like a 10 gigabyte, uh, gigabit, I should say, download and four gigabit upload. Um, yeah, those speeds are not uh, not here today. They're not here today, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and hey, maybe we'll never get there. Maybe that was just, you know, the first and one only uh, virtual Windows machine running on that service at that time. But I mean, th th still, the connection is great. Um, but yeah, I can... I'm hoping this will only get better anyway, but we'll have to see when you get your hands on it, Stephen. I just, I think the question that is going to come up time and time again for me is at the moment, is what am I going to do with this? And will I feel at some point, oh, I just wish I had that physical machine. You know, it's like you were asking Jason Gromit. What would you want? What would you want from that physical machine? Well, I was thinking about things you were asking, and you made a point on the, the show when we had Jason on from Microsoft, and you said, you know, can I plug in peripherals? Can I plug in, you know, a webcam? Or can I plug in my audio interface, because that's the kind of thing that matters to me. Well you, well, you know what? Right off the bat, when you first connect to it via browser or remote desktop, one of the first things it does is it prompts you for access to your camera, your microphone, your your external media, et cetera, et cetera. So it does map that stuff, even printers. Like if I go to print on this page here, I'll see my local printer. So it does it does act very, um, very seamlessly that way. I'm trying to think of... So it's actually, it's actually sharing it. So instead of saying, right, I've got my webcam here from my computer that I'm sitting in front of, the physical machine I've got in front of me, to connect to this other machine, I don't need to have a second webcam plugged in that maps itself through. It just takes the webcam I've got. Correct. And I'm going to log into one of the services that we use um, for recording, the Zencaster service, and I'm going to... Mm. I'm going to try uh, and see, you know, I'm going to log into one of our test rooms here. And normally it prompts you right away, do you want to use the webcam? Do you want to, you know, use your audio? Do you have permission to access your camera and microphone? Click allow. So I'm going to hit allow. Um, then I'm going to hit um, allow. Then it, so then it prompts me in Chrome, do I want to allow it? I say yes. Um, and then it's going to prompt me for the webcam, will it? This is the question. No, it doesn't prompt me for the webcam. So this is this is where we have to work on some of these things. It does take audio, um, and it does pass that through, but it does not seem to work with video right away. But I'll have to I'll have to test that out. Yeah, I mean that's all going to be part of it. I mean, but I think the idea here is pretty cool. I mean, for me, this that would be the, the heaven because it means that a lot of the sessions we do, the what we do, you know, they they are sometimes recorded in a sense off site because you need access to the computer to set the session up and get it running, but you don't necessarily want to be sitting in front of a computer all day. You don't need another machine sitting there for that purpose. Um, so, yeah, that, that's pretty interesting. I mean, it's, is it something you think a consumer would, would want? Because I know that, again, came up in conversation with, with Jason from Microsoft when we had him on, which was, you know, well, what would a consumer do with this at the moment? I, I, I must admit, I'd, I'd be tempted to be looking to buy my own machine if, at this stage. You know, I totally I disagree. No, look, really? I, I, yeah, I'm disappointed by the, you know, the sort of well, we'll see how consumer uh, if it does come about, because we are talking about this, and of course, you know, this is a business or enterprise service, so you mm. can't just jump jump on this. Uh, I hope this will come in the future, because as I said before, I think this could be great if someone could just pick up a a, a tablet or a, a Chromebook or even the smart TV that most of us have now in our homes you know if you've got something you can run a browser on then you can have your own windows pc and a high spec one at that with good internet access i i think i think people could make use of this i mean just one computer that you can use in any room in your house when you're out and about when you're traveling when you're in a hotel wherever it may be i think that could be really useful for people yeah you say that but then i think you know, if I, I remember when we went to CES, I took my MacBook and my Surface Pro with me <laughs> just in case something went wrong, you know, and I thought <laughs> I need access to something and what if this one doesn't have it or whatever. You know, the idea of relying on hotel internet to get me, you know, to my computer, oh, I don't know if I fancy that idea at all. Yeah. Um, Do we, like, are we still at the stage where we need to factor that in? 
where we need to factor in our connectivity, especially when we travel. I guess we do because different countries and different well, yeah, yeah. locales have different speeds. But you know, this is I'm I'm going away for the weekend. We're actually going oh, we're going real far. We're driving a whole hour up north, um, and I'm going to take not my laptop. I'm just going to take my iPad. Mm-hmm. which doesn't even have LTE or 5G on it, so I'm going to tether it to my phone. And I'm going to see how this how this gets by. Um, doing some pretty intensive things, like I'll, I'll run a premiere session and see if I can edit stuff. I'll run some Adobe Audition sessions and, and see if I can run some stuff, and I'll, I'll put it through its paces. But I think it might be, might be, might, might surprise me. I think so. I'd be really interested if any if any of our listeners out there have got any tests that they want Stephen to run when he gets his hand on it. Um, also, can I suggest that uh, Mark may be coming back a, a single man um, because he does not know how to vacation. Um, but he does. I'll go to sleep eventually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so funny, right? We're, as much as I say that, as much as I make that joke, I'm also thinking to myself, whenever I go away, I wonder what I should take with me to do. I've got some audio projects I could work on. I could, could get that, that thing written I was trying to do. You know, yeah, you don't shocking, have kids, it? okay? So that's a little bit of a different scenario as well. well right? Your wife that. can go, I'm taking a nap, and then you go out and go do what you want. Having no so, kids uh, is absolutely yeah. brilliant. I love going on holiday. Because you know what? Because <laughs> no, is, is you, you go on holiday, right? And you sit on the plane, you have these irritating little people screaming and shouting their whole way through, kicking the seats, and I think, and I will say to my wife, I just turn around to her and I just pat her on the hand You're and I say, little, little we, we don't They're called have. children. Yeah, so they tell me. <laughs> and I just sit and I say, we don't have to deal with this when we get to the hotel. We can just do what we want to do. It's great. Sorry, Mark. Uh, oh, anyway. Um, you okay. know, Stephen, I know you're going on a, on a, you have a planned cruise vacation. Yes, we do. Yeah, up. that's right. On a on a on a fully vaccinated ship, not that that really matters any, no any, these days anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, there may be children. Number one, number two, uh, is I can be. promise you, there won't be no children. Oh, no cruise. children. No oh, wow. children. Okay, that's where we're going. <laughs> I, I I can tell you, you're going to pack that steering wheel in your luggage at some point. <laughs> you think you will? You think you will? <laughs> I know him. I think Mark was suggesting I take a Starlink uh, satellite kit with me just in case. Um, I was actually looking up show. yesterday. I was looking up. Um, I was looking up road cases that would fit the Starlink dish. <laughs> I mean, you know, it sounds. I know, you should be ashamed, but actually, I can kind of see why. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at it for professional purposes. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, you know what? Right. The, you know, funny enough, I was. Uh, you know, let me let's do something in real time here. Okay, I want to switch to. I'm going to switch to Starlink on uh, on my network. By the way, I renamed my Starlink network. It's no longer called, originally I called it just SatNet. It's actually called Skynet now, so it really of uh, course. scares yes. people off. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to squ- switch to Skynet. So if you're in my area uh, and you know where I live, then we're going to switch to Skynet. And we'll do what I love doing every once in a while is a, just a speed test, you know, just to see what kind of speeds we get off of Elon Musk's butt. And um, it's 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 kind of fun because the fact that this is beaming all the way to space, uh, 54 millisecond ping time, which is, you know, it's not great, but it's also not horrible. Uh, download speeds are hitting 180, 190, 250, 300. Wow. Yep. That's and amazing. That's really impressive. I'm going to wait for uploads. Now, they, they did uh, announce a software update coming to Starlink, which is pretty cool, which is a couple of things. Number one, better roaming between satellites. So it's going to start detecting a degradation of your signal while satellites move, and it'll automatically find the next satellite and kind of hop to it without much interruption, which is great. Um, The other thing is that they're going to be deploying lasers. I feel like I'm in Austin Powers. And they're going to be, the satellites themselves in orbit are going to be communicating with each other over lasers, which means they don't have to go back to the ground to send data in order to get back to a satellite. So that's going to increase the speed uh, exponentially. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that update. I'm also, you know, I'm really looking forward to when when this whole network has smaller, more, more mobile solutions. Like yes. I can, you know, yeah. if you think about companies like Iridium or some companies, um, I'm trying to think of some of the other company names, but they have really small devices, like sat phones, you know, that that work really, really well. Yeah, I can only imagine what kind of technology is going to be available with these lower orbit satellites for us to be able to just kind of take a little hotspot, throw it out, and in, in, in you know line of sight, and just connect to the internet at these insane speeds. 
I'm well, I will say, you know, whilst you're dealing with satellites, space and, and all kinds of fancy stuff uh, and computers in the cloud, I uh, decided to buy myself something this week in uh, oh, really? the segment we like to call What Stephen Bought This Week. <laughs> um, and um, I... Uh, so I decided to go shopping to an actual store oh, this week. That's like the before days. What are you doing that for? I know, I know. You had it, was, you were out anyway, weren't you? I was out. I was out <laughs> anyway, yes. <laughs> I had no option this week to be out. And uh, I decided to go to one of these stores, I like got a Best Buy equivalent in the UK. And uh, I'd gone in and uh, I wanted to have a look at something that I've been thinking about buying for a while, but it is something you need to touch. It is something you need to be around and you need to try. And that is mechanical keyboards. Oh, yes. I'm against gone, them. No. I have never get into this. I Even when they were a thing way back when, we used to get them with your compact computer. Uh, you know, I used to have my, my big mechanical keyboards, as we all did, actually. Uh, and I was not never a huge fan then, but um, they've obviously moved on a bit. And I've been reading up on all kinds of things like brown keys, cherry keys, uh, other keys are available, <laughs> um, I think. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of figuring all this stuff out. But, you know, there's nothing quite like just going in and actually trying these things out. So I went through a whole range from Logitech, from Corsair, from other companies. Um, but I found one and I, I just kept going back to it. And... Um, I think I, I think I'm in love, guys. I think I'm in love with this new keyboard. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, wait, wait! You were in love with the Logitech MX Keys keyboard. You know what? I, I think it's it's. I love my MX Keys, <gasps> and I will never get rid of it. But... I will never get rid of it. I love it. Mm. The one thing that irritates me about this keyboard, uh, and I think Mark had the same problem because it's Bluetooth, and because of the way that we operate with our computers at different parts of the room. The Bluetooth just doesn't always play up well. The battery on it doesn't last forever either. It's, it's actually, got, despite the, the promise of having you know days or weeks of battery life in it, it, it does not last very long. So it may as well live on a charger. Uh, mine, um, mine did. I actually kept mine plugged in all the time. I was going to ask, can, yeah, you well, use you it, go, yeah. can you use it while it's charging? Yeah, you yes. can. Yeah, yeah, I left mine plugged okay. in. Actually, all my keyboards are pretty much plugged in all the time, yeah. um, just because I have a hub right next to them. Yeah, yeah. But the thing I found with the MX Keys was there was one day that I was doing something and uh, for some reason it kept losing connection or something was going on with the keyboard. I must have hit something wrong, to be perfectly honest. I'm sure it was user error, but I could not for the life of me get it working or figure out a fix. And I needed, it was like your keyboard. It was in the middle of something important, so I couldn't even really mess around too much with it. No, and um, I don't think it's user error. I think there was a there was definitely a flaw in this keyboard at the beginning, where it would lose connection, and just for some reason it, you could not get it back, um, or you had to reconnect the whole thing again. Whereas I think that's been fixed. There's been several firmware updates, and you know that's one thing. If you do get this, you've got to try and keep it updated because you know there's obviously new software coming out. It's a lovely keyboard. I adore it, but I have always had a just a bit of an interest in what is this so special about these mechanical keyboards. So the one I ended up spending a lot of time with uh, in the store and then ended up buying not from the store because Amazon did it cheaper. Um, oh, that's bad. Oh, it was 25 What's quid of a difference. Oh, come exactly. on. Mate. I mean, come on, right? 25 saved. quid cheaper. Exactly. 25 pounds. <laughs> Earth pounds. Oh, okay. British pounds. Saved on that one. Uh, but this is called the Razer Ornata V2. And this is a hybrid mechanical keyboard, which maybe explains why I liked it so much, because it has got the mechanical switches, but it also uses the membrane-style keys as well, which gives you that cushiony okay. feel when you're typing. Uh, so you don't have that big clunk when you're typing. You get more of a tick when you're typing, which is the only way I can describe it. Um, really pleasant to type on. Still has the noise, but not too noisy. Um, it's not because I found some of them were really clacky when you were typing. They are I all I couldn't be clacky. I hate them, and anyone that uses them in, uh, in around anyone else, everybody hates you for using them. They are so loud. I, I, I just love that I got a notification from Amazon saying it's a rust. <laughs> it's just been dispatched. And that's why Stephen works from home alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. But that's the thing, actually. Working from home alone, it doesn't matter so much, right? But I did want to make sure that I could type at night on this thing without upsetting everybody else. Yeah. So. Yeah, on this occasion, I found this one to be quite nice. It's got the detachable leather wrist rest, if you care about that. It's got the Razer Chroma RGB lighting. That'll be getting turned off. Um, that'll just drive me nuts. But, 
you know, I, I absolutely love the keyboard and, and the style of it. The typing on it felt very accurate. So, um, yeah, I'm going to going to f- make my first foray. And actually, I think on a very appropriate keyboard, uh, which is a real kind of mix between what I'm used to with the MX keys, but adding a little bit of that mechanical feel into it as well. Comes in at about $130 in Canada. Um, it's a really nice keyboard. I mean, other ones are out there, which are much more clacky. Logitech, I found a bit almost cheapy on the clacky side of it. Cheap. Um, cheapy clacky, which is not ideal. Um, but... No, this this thing felt good. It felt solid, uh, and it felt like it might last more than ten minutes with me battering away on it. So, um, yeah, we shall see. We shall yeah, see. You know, in in keyboard news and other keyboard news, you can actually now buy the uh, Apple Touch ID equipped Magic Keyboard without that, yeah. buying an iMac now. So, mm-hmm. if you want to get that Touch ID keyboard, you can. I'm not hundred percent sure if it's going to work <gasps> on an um, iPhone. In, on, well, I don't know. No, I, I don't to, think so. That would be amazing. Everyone who they said that keyboard wouldn't button. work on the iPad. They're only available at Apple's usual white aluminum color scheme. Anyone can buy the keyboard. Uh, blah, 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 blah. You can get the magic trackpad. It hasn't used a stand. It doesn't really say if it works on everything. It will work on the M1 iMac. Uh, will only let you use a biometric sensor with an M1 Mac. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Wow, wow. And it won't work on the iPads, won't work on the phones. Uh, but Mac Mini, I mean, Mac Mini, iMac, MacBook Air, MacBook, mm-hmm. you know, MacBook Pro with the M1. That's, and that's, is, that, uh, is that only the smaller style? They're not doing the, the larger one? It is. One it's the not, does not have the big one with the number pad yet. Mm, see, I quite fancy that. I'll buy yeah. one of those as well. I love keyboards. I spent so much money on keyboards. We're talking way awful. too much tech this week. We need to fix this. I know. I know. What's wrong with us this week? Well, we go back to Killing Wasps again. I think we should. Uh, actually, speaking of new tech, Google have got something new to tell us all yes. about. We're going to uh, hear about this. Uh, yeah, a rather surprising announcement, or maybe not. I don't know. And great news. If you're on an Amazon Fire TV Cube, it's got a big update this week. Details on the way. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Now, back to the show. Yes, we're back. And uh, this is Double Tap. So I'm a bit distracted uh, here because I've managed to forget something very important. But uh, we'll move on regardless. No, I want to know what it is now. Yeah, me too. Well, you can't just do that. I'm just, I'm just sitting here thinking, how many? Have you se- your pants again? No, no, I'm trying to work out how many. Not again, no. Uh, how many <laughs> segments have we done? Is it two or three? This I always, is a third segment. This oh, is right, number three. Do you know, they, they moved it to four, right? Uh, the people at AMI, Mr. F, who, as we all know, the F stands for, fabulous, um, made this decision to uh, to change this all around. It's completely thrown me. I've got to say, you know, the talent is not happy. And I'm not happy either. Right, let's talk about Google. Um, so uh, Google have launched new Pixel phones, although they weren't going to announce them for a while, but they've just decided well, they, to go well, ahead and do it. They haven't launched them. They've announced they've them. They've announced them. Yeah, okay, fair enough. They Even media to. and the people, the couple outlets that are, are talking about this have been told about them, but I do not even have them hands-on. We've seen pictures, but only what Google allows you to see. But that's yeah, not but the, the, the... Hang on, hang on. The story's not the phone. Because we all knew there would be a new Pixel 6, right? The story mm. is around this processor. They've decided to build their own processors. Which, that that did seem a bit of a surprise to me. Did you guys hear about this? I had no idea they were going to do I, this. I mean, I heard about it, but I, I mean, it did surprise me as well because we didn't expect this. Because for years they've been relying on third-party hardware. But let's not forget that recently, you know, they, they bought out... The manufacturing was it HTC they bought or is it uh, I can't remember who they bought um, oh, yeah, Motorola yeah. for what Moto Moto no everyone bought I, I, Motorola I yeah I <laughs> everyone's <laughs> I had it for a while I had it on a Tuesday I remember I sold it on the Wednesday for millions <sighs> but no this this God. this uh, this processor they've kind of gone Apple uh, Google have done what Apple have done really for those who are not following this story they've made their own processors in house and they're going to use them in their phones. It's called the, is it Tensor chips they're calling it? Yeah, exactly. Um, and apparently they're going to be amazing for, uh, you know, making it artificial intelligence better, uh, speech recognition and the processing of photos and video, which really, these are the key areas for smartphones, isn't it? That's that's where it's all heading, but AI. That's, that's all based mainly on AI anyway. A lot of this stuff now, voice recognition and photo uh, processing, a lot of it is machine learning anyway. It and, is, but, it's, but on board processing is the key. Yes, exactly right. And these chips, they, they were 
this what this what they use to power their machine learning server side, uh, from what I understand. So, um, yeah, these. Uh, I just wonder: are these the same chips, or are they just like a a really cut down version and using the same name? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But it's still a, an interesting move. And the Pixel phones are great if you're looking for an Android phone. I love oh, the brilliant. Pixel phones. Yeah, I mean the great phones. The Pixel Six Pro is the other one that's been announced. Is that the first Pro Pixel we've heard of? I think Ooh. it might be. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good question. I think you are correct. I don't think they've ever done that before. And that suggests, again, the kind of power that's going to be in this. Um, I mean, I, I've looked at the pictures of them, and the way I can see it, I think it's, it's they've got the horrible bit on the back where the camera sticks out, like a little bar that sort of almost looks like it's sitting on the, the back of the phone. I like it. What's the difference between that and that horrible little square you get on the right-hand corner? Of your well, other I'm not phone. comparing them. I hate that as well. I mean, oh, okay. Fair but, enough. you know, I, 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 hate, everything. I hate all my smartphones equally. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I just don't like this this approach. I wish it was all just seamless and black at the back, or uh, flat, I should say, at the back. Yeah. Um, that would be much nicer. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they, they do. Um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, Fire Amazon Fire TV Cube, this is the one that interested me this week. So uh, Amazon... Last year, um, apparently, late last year, launched support for two-way calling that worked with the Fire TV Cube devices. They're now going further with Zoom. So you can actually use a Fire TV Cube to make Zoom calls. Um, so the deal is uh, that you can join Zoom work meetings or virtual hangouts via the Fire TV Cube. Uh, to take advantage, you, got, you obviously have to have the Amazon Fire TV Cube there's a shocker. Um, and if you don't know what that is, that's the uh, smart speaker, which has, of course, got the ADA built in, but it's a streaming device as well. You can hook up to your TV. A bit like the Fire Stick. It's like a, a Fire Stick on, you know, steroids. Um, yeah. You need a webcam as well. What I'm not sure about, maybe this is in here, but I, I can't find this answer. Does it actually connect the webcam into the... Oh, it does. It actually, it does. I beg your pardon, the information's here. Uh, you do connect your webcam to the Fire TV Cube, Using a micro USB to USB adapter. Pfft. You see, this is this is cool because we we all have these smart TVs, right? And none of them have webcams built in, which, why which surprises me. I don't, you know, I don't know why. I think it's just why nobody likes cameras in their house. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But the, you know, this is what I really quite enjoy about the Facebook portal, and they have the Facebook portal yep. that is meant for a TV, which I actually have sitting on my monitor right now. So it's a full media player. Um, it, it actually, you can do Zoom meetings. It's got a great camera on it, um, and it's great because you can plug it into a TV, like in your den or whatnot. And with everybody working from home these days, being able to plug it into a big fifty-inch TV and being able to do your meetings while sitting on the couch or I think it's pretty it's pretty convenient. Yeah. I, I think we're going to start seeing TVs with webcams built in sooner than later. Yeah, I think so. I mean there were, well there was Samsung I think did it a while ago and then it was pulled for some reason. I think there was a lot of privacy concerns. See, what it gets me is people are happy to have microphones all over their homes. But you stick a camera in there and they're like that's one step too far. You've gone too far. But, you know what? It, there's, there's one nonsense. thing about Knowing that people are listening versus forgetting to put your pants on. Uh, well, listen, anybody who sees me in the nude deserves what they get. That's not the way I see it. It's um, your own fault, hackers. Exactly. You've got yourself yeah. to blame. Yeah, exactly. Just, just imagine Homer Simpson, really. That's the only way I can describe it. Uh, but, you know, it's not the only uh, option here uh, because Google have got the uh, Hub Max. You've got group calls on that. They also have uh, support for Zoom calls. I didn't know that. Uh, meanwhile, Facebook Portal, of course, uh, has. Uh, Zoom support as well. Of course it does. And you, you really liked the Facebook portal, didn't well, you? Well, yeah, Portal TV that Mark's talking about, that was only recently updated with Zoom. The ah, portal right. that I had was the one with the big 15-inch screen that rotated. But I'm, am I remembering that the Google Hub, didn't they take away the camera from that? Wasn't that the big thing with the Google that they actually removed the camera because of... Uh, it must be no, on the smaller the one. Camera. Didn't they put, the, they put the little slider on it? Ah, uh, maybe, yeah, yeah, the privacy shutter or whatever they call it. You know what? It's 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 everyone who says, "Oh, the uh, smart speaker is listening to you." Oh, you know they're listening. It's all your fault. I'm sorry. It's it. No one is spying on you. It's it's people that set up their hardware and just leave it as password as their password. Yeah. Next it, week, Sean Priest in password shock one, two, privacy. Three. <laughs> 
no, no, it's not. It's it, it takes little time to change your past. I'd hate it when I see these stories floating around saying, oh, you know, terrible hack against this. And it turns out that someone just didn't change their password and someone simply logged in. There's not super hackers out there that are preying on you and these companies are not listening into every single conversation. Uh, it's just been blown out of all proportion. And it harms things like this where people don't want... Look, smart glasses without a camera, that's going to be a real problem for us. And it's because of these stories about privacy and these shock horror, what about the children aspect to it. It's utter nonsense. <laughs> what about the children? Well, so, someone I, think about wow. the children. No, it's nonsense. That's two, that's two emails we're going to get in next week about uh, comments <laughs> on children. That's going to be shocking. Uh, look, can I just quickly mention this one as well because speaking of Google uh, they've announced a significant software upgrade that should make Google Docs more accessible if you use Braille or a Braille display the company have revealed an update to Braille mode in Google Docs that it says will make it easier for users of the tech to interact with suggestions in documents so anyone using a screen reader or a refreshable Braille display will be able to get a more interactive experience the company is saying users will now hear detailed suggestion information in line with the rest of the text, including whether the suggestion is an insertion or deletion and the author of the suggestion. Uh, the update began rolling out to Google Docs uh, this week. Full release is expected to be completed by the end of August. And Google says there's no admin control, but users w end users will need to activate it as it will be off by default, which drives me insane. Why not just put it yeah, on? Why? Why off? Why have I got to go and... F Baff yeah. around to try and find it. Um, well done. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's that sting earlier I got. It's just, it's really, it's hurting me now. Um, also, great article to check out. We'll put it up on our social media on uh, at Double Tap Canada on Twitter. If you follow us on Facebook, just search for Double Tap Canada as well. Come along, like us, love us, whatever you do on there. Uh, waste your life with us on social media. Uh, well, you can read this article while you're there, which is absolutely uh fascinating to read. It's all about uh, Instagram and what it's like to browse Instagram while blind. Uh, using a screen reader to navigate Instagram uh, can be a challenge. Well, of course, uh, you can get the information on how it all works from uh, Carl Sanchez, who wrote this article, and it appeared in The Verge. It's uh, gone a bit viral, and you can understand why. So, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, go check that out. We'll put it up in our social media feed. Stick around. We'll be back with more, and uh, we'll be talking about Curly the robot that's taking over sports. I give up. <laughs> Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. Yeah, it is Double Tap Canada. Stephen Scott here along with Mark Afalalalalo and Sean Brice. I'm going to stop doing that next week. I've made a conscious decision to stop Never doing stop. that. Never stop. Why? I know. I just, I'm, I'm fed up saying it. I, sound, I feel stupid now. Oh. <laughs> well, this took a sad turn. Sorry. <laughs> can, I, can I also say, in case people are thinking, wow, this show seems to be incredibly uh, on track this week. Stephen's uh, playing in the music and it's arriving on time and all kinds. Yeah, well, we had that problem last week where uh, my music would just stop playing randomly. So I'd push a button like this one. And that wouldn't happen for about a week. Uh, well, thankfully, it's been fixed because I moved all the files to local on Mark's suggestion. So there That's you go. not really I do fixing it, occasionally. is it? I, I come mean, to save the day every week, don't no, I? No, you, no, do. no. you didn't fix I, the problem. I did. I fixed the problem. No, you worked around it. But the problem was your hard drive was going to sleep. You didn't fix it. So I've solved it. You know, the problem was that his audio was not playing when he pushed the button. I solved the problem. But here's no, the no. thing, right? No, no, he did. But no. here's the thing. Hang on. The hard drive was falling asleep. So I've... Don't diminish my efforts. <laughs> so he, you know, I checked the drive. He, I, I'm, I'm suggesting the drive has a gender. Um, but the drive um, was plugged into a dock and not plugged directly into oh. the computer. So I've changed that. And it hasn't made any difference whatsoever. Complete waste of time. Which leads me on nicely. That. No, no, exactly. Which does lead us on nicely to a feature which we are not going to play this week. In fact, Sean Ever. recorded a feature for this show. And I know lots of you out there love Sean's features, and I know you do. Um, oh. and, and yes, you, you, people write in and they talk about your wonderful mm. features, and we mm. all agree, well, some of your wonderful features. Yeah. And um, yeah. 
You come up with one about USB, and the reason I bring it up is because this week we found out that Thunderbolt 5 bandwidth will double to 80 gigabits per second until oh, it? accidentally <laughs> confirmed. Um, so that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, so we thought we'd maybe, you know, mention that this week. We did put it in the running order. We were going to play in the feature, but, you know, we didn't. So uh, sorry, Sean. Uh, but once again, your feature on what is USBs? Uh, we'll can have I, to wait another week. I, no, no. Can I say it's in the running order every week? Well, uh, yeah, okay. It's in there every week. But, you know, we just always get time. Because, look, I, I want to talk about this. because this, Is this like the, the Jimmy Kimmel bit with Matt Damon? Uh, it's becoming yes. it, yeah. <laughs> it's just this, this USB feature that's been sitting there. I mean, I've actually got it here. Look, like, I, I, look I can tease. I'm not ashamed. I'll admit it. Oh, yeah, you but you'll never know what he's ashamed of because <laughs> we've got no time to play it. We'll play it next week. Right to your Senate time now. Don't we have time now? No. No, we've no, finished. Oh, sorry, that's unfortunate. <laughs> but here's the thing. The show's almost done, and I want to mention Curly, who's the curling robot that beats the pros. Now, curling is apparently one of the world's most precise sports, if not the most boring. Um, but this stone-throwing robot has just mastered how to do it. Uh, so this is apparently a robot called Curly. I like the fact that people give them names. And, uh, you know, you, you toss the uh, stone thing, and then the other thing, I guess, goes after it. I don't know how it works. But basically, the robot has figured it out, uh, which is good news for all of us. And it means that we don't have to bother with curling ever again. I think it's an absolute success story, to be perfectly frank with you. Can I just say, I find it an insult that my USB feature <laughs> was thrown away for a story about curling robots so i guess wow. so, so i could do you know i just wish we'd more time but we do i just wish we'd more time but email in yeah exactly <laughs> well look i thought you know the olympics are on at the moment i thought it'd be a nice tie-in to world events it is wasn't cur- is, is curling a thing in, in the olympics no right not in the summer <laughs> okay <laughs> Yeah, you make a fair point. All right. Uh, Listen, we'll catch you next week. I'm off to uh, find a new job. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at DoubleTapCanada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. Curling is still on ice, right? This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.